it has only been two weeks, but it really feels like I haven't seen you all in such a long time. So I hope that you all have had a great uh, break with your family. Let me know in the comments um, how your break has been. And we are waiting for Colette is on the line. She's here. That empty chair is her. She just had to get some tea or some coffee or something. I told her, go ahead and do that. So she's going to do that and then be with us in a second. I saw Goddess Marilyn first. And so if we do like any sort of reading thing, um, people who have their camera on are going to have priority. So that's Goddess Marilyn. Then I see Goddess Marnie and I see uh, Mystical Elijah. So hello. So yes. Hey, Elijah, that's my son. <laughs> I love it. We call him Mystical Elijah. Yep, yep. That's my me and Anna adopted him. Yay. <laughs> okay, so wait, let me do a big intro. Let me do okay. a big intro. Okay, because Colette is my sister, my friend, my <laughs> heart. So I could just sit here and just like it feels like just chatting with my family. So let me just turn off my phone. And be a little. Oh yeah, mine too. Let me be, oh. let me be professional now. <laughs> yeah, do we have to be professional? We have Come to on. be professional. <laughs> <laughs> so, greetings, everyone. Welcome to this session of the African Goddess Rising Oracle School. Please mute yourselves. We are here with a very oh, special <laughs> guest today. Our guest guru is Goddess Colette Baron Reed who is an Oracle queen, I think is the best way to describe her. I have, I went looking through all of my Oracle archives and pulled like just a few of her decks. <laughs> she is a teacher. She is a generous human being. She is a spiritual connector. She is a high priestess. She is an ancestral way shower, bringing forward wisdom that has been in her family for generations. And we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna spend the first 15 minutes in a chat getting to know her. And then after that, she is going to be teaching you, my students here. So welcome, 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 Goddess Colette. Hi, oh my gosh, I love you so much. I, I was so excited to come and very surprised to see Elijah here. Hi, Elijah. <laughs> um, very excited. You know, um, I will say the same. I feel the same way about Abiola. Abiola has come into my groups too. So it's an honor to be able to reciprocate. She's the most generous human being I know. And one of the smartest women I know, and one of the most interesting women I know too, and talented. So it, it means a lot. And, uh, I love talking about the subject we're going to talk about. So, yes, yes, <laughs> so yes, yay. Yay. Okay. So before we get into that, yeah. you have such an interesting origin story, like your superhero mm. origin story. Yeah. So tell, tell folks how you came to be the Oracle high priestess that we know. Uh, hey, it has been a journey. It has. So, geez. Oh my gosh. The only time my phone rings <laughs> and I, I must make it go away. <laughs> I apologize and my phone never rings it's and it rings just when I'm doing something and I turned it off and off. sorry okay um how did I get here shocking shocking shockingly and and surprisingly so um I was born in Canada I'm Canadian uh, my parents are immigrants my father was Serbian and my mom was a German national uh, but she was actually Polish and French 
so my, when I came here, you know, when they came here, I came here through them, but um, when I arrived, <laughs> their, their whole reason for being here as you know, that had real immigrant uh, kind of way of being. And, and my dad had a really heavy accent and never lost it. He spoke 14 languages, but uh, he, his, his English was really hard for him. And all, and so we, we were in a school and the, I remember that my geography teacher, Miss Prestwich, <laughs> made sure we knew we weren't really Canadian. Um, even though I was born there because it was pretty obvious because we were not white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, which they made sure we knew. Um, so it was that assimilating into, into Canadian culture, which is very different than American, um, uh, without, I don't know how to put it. So the idea that you had to work really, really hard to become anything. But my parents believed in education and they believed in hard work. So I was going to be a lawyer. They decided. <laughs> so I was told that's what I was going to be. And uh, there was no way we were going to go beyond that. And all I ever wanted to be was a singer songwriter. But I also happened to have had this strange, uncanny capacity to see things that I wasn't supposed to. Like, for example, when I was a little kid, um, I had a series of nightmares uh, early on. I think I was three or four because I remember I wasn't in school yet at that point. But I remember the dreams vividly um, because those were the only dreams my mother didn't want to pick me up. And I dreamt of people uh, like a lineup of skeletal looking people and and gray snow and terrible smells and uh, and a man that was crying at a table that also looked like a skeleton, but he had skin and there was like pile of teeth and then gold on the other side. Like I knew what they looked like. And also I knew there were teeth because the tooth fairy had come and I'd already lost a few teeth. So I knew what they were. But I didn't understand the dream. And when I went to tell my mom, because it was very scary. Oh, yeah. And then they were all being shoved in an easy bake oven. So my mother did not tell us that my grandfather, my my grandfather was from France and he was picked up at the door. He basically her their parents didn't marry and he was Jewish and part of the French resistance movement. And uh, this family were hiding my mom because you couldn't have any Jewish blood in you then. You would go to the camps. Anyway, so he came to the door and they told uh, her, they, they told him that she had died, but she was in a closet hiding. And the SS came at the door, took her dad. And you can imagine the guilt. So I never knew I had a drop of that blood in me until I was in my 20s. But when I had my Jewish friends, my mother would go, oh, so nice. You're going to go to their house for like the special holidays. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, she was too scared. It was, she was terrified. When she came to Canada, she decided to be somebody else. And uh, none of that. So it was very interesting. My ancestry, uh, she was very psychic, my mom. Um, but, you know, it was very, and I do think a lot of what happened was because of the amount of emotional stress and pressure that creates that kind of hypervigilance that can happen. And then you all of a sudden, because you have that hypervigilance, have access to psychic abilities much easier, but God forbid that she would ever do anything with it. But my dad, so my dad was 50 when I was born. Is this boring? No, this boring? no not boring. Okay. Fascinating. So, my, <laughs> so my dad, who was 50 when I was born and he came over 
Uh, they all came, they both came over on the same boat, which is very interesting. My mom was 20 years younger than him. Anyway, he, uh, they met on the boat. Is that no, no, no. They met in Toronto. They, they met in the same boarding house. Uh, they lived, they were there. Right. And my, my dad, so this is really interesting. So my father's mother, no, not his mom, his grandmother. So, okay. So my dad was born in 1908. So you got to go back into the 1800s, 18, 1900s. My great grandmother was from Mongolia who we know came, they were horse traders. So you got to imagine that she got traded with a horse because she was only 15, apparently, and a midwife, which in that culture, the Western Mongolia, um, that was in the shamanic culture, these young women would be trained as midwives. So I put piece that all together. My dad used to tell us, we are direct descendants of Genghis Khan. Like, he would love to say that, right? Um, <laughs> So, but, uh, you know, but, but you will be Canadian and you are going to fit in and you are going to be a lawyer. <laughs> you know, We're going to put you in this snooty pub private school and you're going to grow up and be somebody not like us. So um, it was very interesting. But so she, the psychic qualities ran in my dad's side of the family in such an uncanny way. My grandmother was like this, but my dad, so he taught me how to read Turkish coffee cups. Uh, so uh, when I was little, so we had a psychic nanny named Mrs. Kelly. My mother was mortified. She would have all her little friends over to read cards when my parents left the house. She was from Scotland. She was like in her late seventies, croaked like a frog and out she'd come with the cards. And my parents didn't know, but she did tell my mother that I had the sight. And I thought my mother flipped out on her and I could hear be behind the dining room door that swivels. And I thought, what is she upset about? Everybody in my family wore glasses and I didn't. And I thought, why is she mad that I have the sight when I don't, when I don't want to wear glasses? This is where I went with this, right? Because my nanny could see that I could see things. And she, because I would tell her what I saw in the, in the garden. And anyway, so she's like, you're, you, she's got the sight. I know I'm not supposed to do accents anymore. I used to do them. They were fun, but not now. Okay. So, uh, so anyhow, um, my dad I did not know this until he died, but uh, his oldest friends in, in Canada who had also come over from Serbia, I think it's, yeah, it was called former Yugoslavia. Anyway, they they told me after my father's funeral that I, because I became this, you know, intuitive, whatever, much, much to my parents' chagrin, um, but that my father had this in spades and my dad my dad was told by my mom never to do it again because he would go into a trance and one day they had a cocktail party at my parents house and he went into a trance reading somebody's turkish coffee cups and he told these people about the people having an affair in the room and he didn't remember a word he said so my mother the social climber was like you are never gonna do that again and i didn't know any of this nobody told me any of this all that was like you're not you know like so my dad was secretly really excited that i could do all these things but you're going to be a lawyer so a lot of mixed messages happened and all i ever wanted to do was be a singer never mind i don't want to talk to dead people i don't want to see things that's fun i want to be a recording artist so anyhow it was very confusing um fast forward Fast forward, it's it's it, it is very interesting what I found out over time. But um I I was a drug addict and an alcoholic too. So I was gang raped when I was 19. And I say that just don't I don't need 
I am not upset by this. I am not a victim of this. This is just something that happened. Um, a number of violent experiences happened to me in my early 20s. Um, at the time, I saw myself as a victim, but I do not today. And I know a lot of young women have had this experience. But um, I think in a way, I look back and see the meaning of the things that have happened to me. My mother was gang raped by Russian soldiers in front of her father when she was the same age as me. So when I ended up in the hospital with a PID or a public inflammatory, it I was unable to have kids as a result of that. Um, but uh, it, all this, these secrets, like we had so many secrets. And I think, you know, the my intuitive abilities, I felt that they were, uh, they were, they were there, but I, my mom, I know that it felt to me like they were imposing or invasive towards her. So I was invading and therefore it was bad. So I had all this good, bad stuff around it. I don't know if any of you have ever, ever experienced that or kind of questioned this, right? Like, is this okay for me to be like this, you know? So tell me if it gets boring and then I'll, I'll get back to that. No, not boring. Okay. <laughs> It's like, I, I haven't talked about myself in a long time. I'm like, is this boring? I don't know. Anyhow, so um, so what happened was um, when my, my uh, fast backwards, you know, when I'm young, my dad taught me how to read Turkish coffee cups. Now, every culture on the, in the world, um, including Slavic culture and, and as well, obviously Mongolian culture, my dad definitely learned a lot of things from his grandmother. But um, in the Slavic tradition and pagan tradition, because Christianity only came to the Southern Balkans or they accepted it and figured a way how to stick it in with their pagan, like they, they call it double faith where they keep a lot of the pagan stuff, but ch change the names, right? And, um, but uh, that was, there was only the 12th century. So it's, it, it's relatively new. So the concept of spirit animals, um, and the spiritual value of animals or the or the manner in which we could see symbolism in nature was very part of their culture. So he taught me about spirit animals by looking into a Turkish coffee cup. Um, and so, you know, when people say, oh, you know, this is cultural appropriation. And I'm very much an, you know, very much an anti-racist. I'm very much about respecting culture, et cetera. Um, but at the same time, you know, recognizing that I'm here on the land, you know, which has been taken from indigenous people and this part of their culture was not allowed. You know, I, I'm very sensitive to that. But at the same time, like this was my dad, my dad had, had this was, this is my ancestry too. So I, 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 in studying this, I see literally every single culture on this planet has something to do with spirit in nature. So that's one of the impetuses as to why I did the spirit animal deck and feeling okay by that, not, not, you know, recognizing that there, this is the ode to his, to my history there, but anyhow, so he taught me that. And then I was, I, I was so good at the reading of the, Oh, and then I could see the whole stories and stuff. And, and um, then I got my first tarot deck, I was 17. And then I became obsessed. So but at the same time, I was also taking drugs and drinking. So this is not a healthy combination. Seeing the future, seeing visions, hearing voices, taking drugs, right? <laughs> taking drugs. you know, add the two together. That's not a good combo there. No. Um, so I was very festive. <laughs> but I my dad had also given me this huge gorgeous book 
uh, he was, he believed that you always were to read and, and study. And I got deep into the myths and legends of different cultures, ancient cultures, and divination was a common thread of every single culture that I was able to study. And I was fascinated. So, so even though my mental state wasn't so good, um, the, the obsession really was deep in me also because I recognized myself. Like, I was like, wait a sec, I'm in there. I, this is me. You know, I get this. This is, I feel this. I see this. I feel the reverence to this mm. mystical invisible realm and, and that there are tools that, that, that all these cultures have these tools that we can use and of course the tarot uh, was the most obvious one. And then I got, you know, very like you, Aviola, we both got into runes, right? You and I were like the rune girls. Yeah, we were yeah. like, whoop, let's do those. Yeah. And then anything else that I could learn about, um, I, okay, fast, I'm gonna fast Wait, forward now. I get clean and sober, I hit bottom. Hold that, hold that thought, because I just wanna just say this. I know that you have your last like your work you're an amazing writer first of all i know that you have vowed not to write a whole book you know again for the foreseeable future however you need to write another book oh i have two books coming okay good but yeah I, oh so much that you told me oh, what's that i don't know i think you, did you push something <laughs> I, don't I don't know i didn't touch anything my hands are both here but that is too weird <laughs> okay so spirit's happy about it <laughs> Oh my God! That is going to be books that tell your personal story because they're. I do. I tell my. I I tell this whole thing in um, the beginning of messages from spirit. So pretty much my life story and also my first book, Remembering the Future, has a lot of this in there. So I apologize for those of you who have read my books that this is repetitive, but no, I do it's not story. repetitive at all because of the ways that you are see mystical Eliza is shaking his head because the way that you are <laughs> telling it now it feels electrified in 